Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Behind all the music on this amazing CD, 
Today I have Candace Knight, whose new solo album, Starlight Starbright, um, has just been released, and it's an amazing, amazing album of just not only lullabies, but just some really important music, and it's just so it's just so beautiful as Candace is, and um, I would like to let everyone know today, if you'd like to tune in, you can listen to the show afterwards on iTunes. It will be available afterwards on iTunes under Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and the show is also available on um, iTunes and then on demand as a, as a podcast. Also, there's a chat room that's open. You do need to create an account, though, um, to get in. And I am going to bring Candace into the studio and let everyone know in the chat room. Also, I'll be posting the um, website also for Candace. Candace, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here. I have to say, now I'm totally relaxed. And since you play that, all day I've been running with the kids, swim lessons here, birthday parties there, and now I'm just like in my zen mode. So thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> totally get that. I know. I know. I think that's great. We have a little lullaby in the middle of the day. And, uh, really? You know, this is your solo project, and there's so much I want to talk about because there's so many things that you have done, I mean, and um, things that you're doing currently and your music career and being a mom and also – you know, playing also in your husband's band and uh, collaborating on a lot of different things. It's just so interesting. I've got a lot of background on you. Ha, ha, ha. I want to thank Carol also, by the way, Carol, <laughs> and um, from Chaos Productions. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. It's beautiful stuff. And uh, Okay. And Candace yeah, I'm ready for it. It's been an interesting journey, oh, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> Hit me with it. You were, you were on the cover of one of my favorite magazines I read, Fairy Magazine. So yeah. I know that. Got you. Right. Oh, yes. You Full on fairy garb. I, I may be probably the only mom that where my kids go to school that actually still has fairy wings in her closet. Like, I have some very interesting <laughs> things in my closet. <laughs> People, you know, oh, it's funny because I talk about fairy festivals, and they're like, where am I going to get wings from? I'm like, I have, like, six pairs in my closet if anybody wants to come try oh, them on. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. It's you so know. much fun. And actually, I wound up being fairy queen at uh, two consecutive years at the fairy, um, at Spoutwood's, um, at, the Renis- at, the, at the fairy festival in Spoutwood, Pennsylvania, too. So, um, yes, the crowning queen there. So that was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, that's beautiful, and I believe in fairies, and everyone know, everyone that knows me knows that, so it's like, mm. uh, I believe very much in the fairy world and the fairy kingdom and all that, it's just like in my blood, so yeah. also, you are also um, on a reality, is it, is it a game, I, I was reading a little bit about something you're, um, Ma- in, are you talking about magic game or a, I have a yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. Yes. Oh, you would lo- actually, if you're into that whole renaissance or even like the fantasy realm, you would I love this game. This is so awesome. I had, um, once upon a time, <laughs> Richie and I were playing Las Vegas um, as Blackmore's Night mm-hmm. in Mandalay Bay. And this woman came there and she saw, you know, Richie's got this whole very mysterious kind of moody thing on stage. And then there's me who's like, she says, poking the dragon, you know, all the time. <laughs> like we, 
we have banter, you know, like we, I can do that with him because I'm married to him, you know, like we talk to each other like uh-huh. we do at the dining table, so it's not a big deal. Oh, but, yeah. you know, nobody else would ever be able to do that on stage with him because he's this very formidable force. So, um, yeah, so he and I joke around on stage all the time about everything. And um, mm-hmm. she saw us, and she was like, oh, my God. She goes, I have this great idea that's in the works right now, and I have this whole character that I'm basing on mm-hmm. you and a character based on Richie, and, and would, you know, would you want to be involved with it? I'm like, absolutely. It wound up being this incredible idea where she had um, taken computer technology into, took like a little computer chip into magic wands. And it's almost no like – way sort of like old like almost Ooh. like a dungeons and dragons thing but you walk through the mm-hmm. park and you have and you can assign her whole idea was um that you can choose whatever um, they call it a clan. So whatever you feel fits you the best. Like there's the the um, the, the forest clan. Like the, you would be like part of the pixies of the forest, or the the shadows, mm-hmm. the tricksters. If you feel like playing more tricks on people, or the majestics mm-hmm. if you feel more regal, or like so whatever you feel comfortable with. That's the they they tailor make your own adventure for you, and you have to wind up going through um, the Magic Quest Park, which is now at almost every Great Wolf Lodge throughout America. It started out just in um, in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, and uh, it was its own interactive theme park. And now it's, um, gosh, it's in New Jersey at Funplex. It's in the Great Wolf Lodges. So it's all over the place now. And um, they, they give you your booklet, and you walk mm-hmm. through, and the interactive video screens, they come to life. So, like, the meeting place is in Stonehenge in the middle of the, the whole park. Oh, and no that's way. where it gives you where you have to go. And then it tells you to, to complete these quests and adventures. And wherever you press, you point your wand to, the screens come to life and talk specifically to you and tell you what your next quest has to be and how many things you have to capture and return to. It's a really, really amazingly interesting idea and concept, and um, it's brilliant. So I wind up being um, two characters. I'm actually Princess Candace, who's, uh, who needs her healing runes to heal all of the, the forest animals, so I need someone to mm-hmm. return them because the goblins have stolen them, so you have to go off on your adventure and, and bring them back to me. Um, and then there's also Princess Amora, who's like the, like the warrior, like woodland, you know, forest fairy princess mm-hmm. she this girl kicks mm-hmm. some serious butt she's like got the um, you know like the, the wolves on either side of her and uh, she's got your ruins Ooh, like that you have to bring character. back yeah. yeah so there's a lot of really really cool things and there's so many characters depending on what you feel comfortable with like you wind up doing different adventures so yeah i'm very very active mm-hmm. with the magic quest theme park it's amazing you'd probably love it oh no 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 i would I, that's where i'm going next that's my next mm. trip on my list so that's on my on my list now yeah definitely <laughs> Oh, wow. And it's for all ages, too. Yeah, because the little uh-huh. kids can just, like, press the magic wand at little things like a treasure, you know, a treasure box, and it'll open for them, and the treasures will sparkle. So the little kids love the fact that there's Ooh. a magic wand they can use that actually has magic in it. In it. But the older kids uh-huh. and the parents are like, wait, I get the concept of the adventure and what I have to do. So it's, it's really for everybody. I have to, yeah, definitely. This is something that I'm going to look at. You know, I yeah. mean, that is that is so me that's like something you know i want to yes. do and now you've got me like hooked on that that's great and you know a lot of these songs have a very airy feeling to it and um starlight Starbright, it's beautiful i love the photo on the front and oh, let's thanks. talk about your children autumn she's um your daughter and then you have rory and right. i know that um, there's some history behind Lullaby in the Night um, with your daughter, mm-hmm. correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, Talk- she was. Autumn has always been this incredibly 
spiritual sort of otherworldly mm-hmm. being. And um, so when she was one and a half, she was sitting in a rocking chair in her bedroom. Um, she had a bunch of dolls around her, but she had this one very special doll that she was rocking. She had very close to her heart and just rocking back and forth. And she was singing to this doll. And I was in the hallway, and I heard this beautiful song, and I kind of just looked around the corner to see what she was doing. And there's Autumn in her rocking chair rocking her doll to sleep and singing a song that she had made up, words and music by herself, just spur of the moment. And it was such a, a beautiful, innocent just pure magical moment between uh-huh. you know this little amazing being and and her doll and um and just sending her off to the world of dreams and it was so loving and so beautiful so i of course typical mamarazzi you know i got my camera and videotaped the whole thing and oh no i'm i'm right with everybody right? yeah that's <laughs> yeah totally got it <laughs> so I like I videotaped it and, and I kept it, uh-huh. of course like I do I I live over my children's cameras it's great I, I I used to joke and say I'm sure that my children think I'm a cyclops because it's just like one eye oh. hovering over them all the time like I'm constantly with a camera over them all the time <laughs> so ever since they were born so um but yeah then my producer came and uh you know we were we were doing some Blackmore's Night songs and I'm like we need to record this song that Autumn wrote for for my lullaby CD and we listened to you know listened back to the track and uh you know the track that was on my videotape and um and I just I wrote you know I transcribed all all the words that she had come out with and then of course we just added some of the orchestral part but but literally that those words and that melody is it's all Autumn like she's come up with that and she That's always has she she can make songs up about brushing her teeth like she she sings the second she opens her eyes to the second she goes to sleep at night about anything about wanting dinner or orange juice like she breaks into song about everything it's, we literally live a musical it's hysterical so. oh wait till she's a little bit older oh you're gonna have you're gonna have your hands full. I mean, it sounds like she's an amazing human being. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a there's one story. Also, mm-hmm. I want to let everyone know in Starlight, Starbright in this mm-hmm. in the CD in the actual pamphlet in the booklet, you get also a couple videos, and also there are some stories in here. And Willow Tree and is it Moosey? Yeah, that's right. It, that's right. Willow love Tree and the Moose. That story. Love it. That's her story. That's Autumn. Autumn comes up with, she is a very, very creative being. She's just a complete, like, poet, like, gypsy heart. She's she's amazing. She will just come up with songs and stories about things. Mm -hmm. I think she she wrote um, that, there's that one, and then there's, I think there's the Cricket's Love Song. Yep. Yeah, we she yep. came up with that one. We were sitting outside on our lounge chair, and and it was a beautiful summer night in the star-filled sky, and and the crickets were chirping away, and she just had this whole story as to why they sing to the moon, and told me all about it. And there you go. There's an I she. It, it's really amazing to just delve into the world of of you know children and where they get their ideas from and their stories from, and they they have so much to mm-hmm. share and so much to tell you. And we're so busy, you know. A lot of times we don't get the chance to listen. No, but, oh my totally. gosh, they come up with incredible things you know yeah you know it's what I really love about you is first of all you love you love being a mom it's obvious and to both your daughter and your son and then I mean I'm constantly exhausted but (laughs) oh no 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 no, totally I know I know that feeling it's like we're OCD (laughs) on our kids and then your music your music is just so beautiful, and then you do the solo project, and then you do stuff with your husband, Richie. And if everybody doesn't know, it's Richie Blackmore, and um, 
and that's amazing. And I have one song in queue that he plays guitar on. And I want to talk about the CD being that there are only, uh, let's see here, on this, you have four people that are only performing on this um, instrumental-wise. And mm-hmm. you, I understand, play a lot of Celtic-type instruments. That's I do. pretty I pretty do. cool. Yeah. I actually I play all the uh, the medieval and Renaissance woodwind instruments that nobody's ever heard of before usually. So uh, there's a tendency when no, people I, say to me, "Well, what kind of what do you play?" And wow. I'm like, "Well, shams and rauschfeifs," and and then they kind of glaze over and they're like, "Oh," because if it's not a guitar or a drum or keyboard, they you know they really don't really know what to ask anymore. So, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was out of necessity for the Blackmore's Night Project. Uh, you know, we wanted to. I mean, we took so many songs from the 12th to 15th centuries and kind of updated them, added new lyrics and um, new instrumentation, but we really kind of wanted to keep the spirit of that age, you know, where we originally got the song from, a little bit true. So, um, like, the uh-huh. ghost of the, the melodies passed. So we kind of felt it was really important to uh, to get some of those authentic instruments in there. We just didn't know anybody who played any of them at that point, so we wound up, uh, Richie collected them as we went through Czech Republic or the Czech, or at that point Czechoslovakia and um, anywhere from there to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Like we, it's amazing where you can find some of these things in these old dusty, you know, music shops around corners and bends and things and down cobblestone streets. So we collected a lot of these instruments and brought them home. And I just kind of taught myself how to play them. So yeah, now we can incorporate them into uh, all the songs that we do when they're needed. That's that's just amazing. You know, I know reading a little bit about. You were born to parents who were huge. They loved music, and I understand mm-hmm. that you were taught to think and speak through music. And at four, I was reading that you were placed in an acting and singing class. Mm-hmm. That's at right. At four years yeah. old. Wow. When I was four, yeah, when I was four until until the age of twelve. So it was pretty consistent. I was doing um, little theater productions out here with the the Mask Theater Workshop um, in Smithtown. Uh, I don't even think they're around uh-huh. anymore, but yeah. So it, it was for years, and um, and I think it, it, that became my place where I really kind of learned. I mean, not not only you know singing, uh, it gave me a great foundation for singing. Um, you know, doing scales and really kind of building where you needed to go before you just open and uh, open your mouth and sing. Like it really kind of taught you what you needed to do and the steps in order to get there. Um, but uh-huh. it was also because it was acting as well. It was a very comfortable place for me, and probably still is, to be able to just become somebody else. So while I was acting, you know, in in some of these little theater productions or in the classes, and they were doing the you know the exercises there. I loved when they would throw things at me. Like they'd be like, "Okay, now be a tree in the wind," you know, or now you have to act oh, wow. as, as this person, or or something completely alien to you. Like, all right, you, now you have to be like um, a man who was, you know, like something else, and you really have to just forget who you are, like shed that that skin and just become somebody else that's so alien to you. And it became such an interesting exercise to to escape into a different person or a different being it doesn't even have to be a person it could be just a a, you know a living being and um i wound i think that honestly through that that really helped me in a lot of my lyric writing because i mean there's songs that i've written like hanging tree where i've written it from the perspective of the tree you know things like that where i don't even think about it anymore just slip into a different you know like a different realm or Mm -hmm. a different being that you are and uh 
and it's a great escape and it's a great exercise and it really helps me with the creative uh, creative aspect of writing and the whole craft of writing, which I, I love. Um, it's such a cathartic experience to be able to just give yourself to um, these you know these writing ideas and become someone else you know so um, and then other people can relate to different ideas and thoughts and, and energies that you're putting out there, whether you're singing it or writing mm-hmm. it. So I think it's really helped kind of complete the whole process. It ha- it really shows. I mean, I know that when you perform with your husband, um, with his band, and you guys travel and do the different tours, you're you're have a very strong presence on stage, and and you've been compared to quite a few other people. But you are yourself. I I, I truly believe there. You know, you have your own presence, and a lot of what you've learned and who you are comes out on stage and it's beautiful. And this CD is just unbelievably a beautiful, like tribute to your children. I believe. Um, I mean, don't get, I mean, am I wrong here? I think you did this for your kids. The CD. Yes, as a matter of fact, when when I first started, I first started putting down demos when I was pregnant with my daughter, and I never stopped wow. touring or recording. I remember at one point mm-hmm. I was nine months pregnant with my first child, and I, you know, we had like, it was the, it was probably in in April, and we were just finishing up recording um, one of this a song called Journeyman, and I was mm-hmm. I went out did the grocery shopping, came back home, and Richie and the producer had all of my woodwind instruments and. Some of these instruments are like the size oh, of my funny. leg. Like some of them are like very big, long instruments that take a lot of breath, uh-huh. you know, a lot of breathing power and control, which you don't have when you're nine months pregnant because you know something's pressing on your on your lungs sure. and your diaphragm all the time. And I walk in from the groceries, you know, doing the grocery shopping, and they're like, "Okay, we've got this great idea. We want a whole Renaissance medieval woodwind ensemble at the beginning of this song." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "What?" So it's like everything had to be multi-tracked with, and I had to do uh-huh. like nine different medieval instruments and like triple track some of them and counterpoint i'm like are you trying to kill me guys (laughs) like what are you doing but you know i love a challenge so luckily i didn't give birth at that point (laughs) but i was able to you know complete what they needed me to do but but i say that because like my children i even in utero always around music i toured up until the last point that i possibly could with with both of those children i um recorded a night in york uh the dvd when when i was pregnant with rory um he was also in my belly at the the black roses video but nobody knew at that time and um but always recording CDs, uh, touring. Um, so music was always around. And honestly, whenever I was sitting on the couch, I would have headphones on my belly just so they would constantly, you know, be surrounded around oh, music. So, so it's like in them all the time. And um, mm-hmm. I just, I remember like recording demos and saying, you know what, what if I'm too tired after, you know, like if, you know, the midnight feedings and, you know, all through the night and stuff like that, I, I better put something down just so they can hear mommy's voice just in case, you know, I'm too tired to sing. And uh, so we put these demos down, and then a couple of my friends wound up giving birth around the same time I did. And I remember the first thing I wanted was, I always, always said, I want my children to hear, the last thing they go to sleep to at night, I want to be my voice. And I want them to wake up to, you know, the sound of song, my voice in in the morning, too. So I really want them to wake up happy. You know, and I want them to go to sleep in this beautiful dream world, you know, with this amazing, to just send them off to the land Mm -hmm. of dreams and be totally relaxed Mm -hmm. and but then when I spoke to people, they, I said, you know, do, do you do that too? And they're like, oh, I would never sing to my kids. Are you kidding? They'd be scared of my voice. I would ne-. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, no, because the sound of mommy's voice is so soothing. They don't know if you're on pitch or in tune. They don't care. They just know that's the sound of mommy, you know. 
So then I started thinking, wow, so maybe mm-hmm. I should really kind of refine this, this lullaby idea that I have instead of just keeping it like a demo idea, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for my kids and really kind of, you know, do it properly and, and you know, add the, the instrumentation around it and make it into these beautiful songs that I knew they could be and basically like breathe life into them, um, which is what we do before we, we release the CDs um, while we were creating them. Um, and so I, you know, I was really hands-on with, with everything. I was telling, you know, I was telling the producer about every aspect of everything that needed to be done with all of those songs. And it's great because at this point, I know people who tell me their children can't go to sleep without listening to the CD. They said, you know, they've got to come in and say, okay, candy CD is going on. It's time to go to sleep now. And that's the only time their children will go to sleep. But amazingly enough, I've also had people come to me and say they've had children with sensory issues. And I never even thought about this aspect of it. Where I was reading kids, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where their kids were like, you know, were so hyperactive that they couldn't even sit through a meal, and they, it, it was the parents were getting so frustrated because they realized that there's, you know, that they have to deal with this child in a certain way, but they'd like to just sit and have a quiet meal and like, you know, just without yelling all the time, and so they would put on the CD and it calmed the children, and they were able to just sit. And, and a woman said to me, "Thank you so much," because she actually sat and ate the meal completely relaxed, and we didn't have to go through what we normally do at dinner time, and that to me was amazing, and then. I I've had people say to me, you know, they just listen to it on the way home. So it's not just for children. On the way home for work, you know, they get caught in traffic jams, they no. put the CD on, completely relaxes them, and they're not as stressed and tense as when they get home. And the last time I – another thing which I thought was amazing, and, again, you know, these things come from left field. You don't really plan it, and then you hear something like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my goodness, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I was just at a friend's Sweet 16 party, and um, and these people came up to me and said – their mother was just in a hospice uh, for the last couple of days of her life, and they were trying to think what they could give, what they could play to her, their mom to relax her and make her just give her positive energy and all these amazing, like really wonderful, good feelings before mm-hmm. before she journeyed to the other side, you know. And um, and they played my CD for two days straight. And they oh, said wow. she just had a smile on her face. She was just, it really brought her to a, a wonderful, calming, relaxing place. And they were hugging me and crying and thanking me for those last moments with their mom where, where she was calm and happy and and then she transitions. So, again, you know, I, I say lullaby CD in, in quotations because people automatically think children, but I've seen it heal and do amazing things for, you know, as music can do for, for so many different totally aspects and agree. Journeys, you know? Yep. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. No, 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 because when I got the CD mm-hmm. and I put it in, I think it was something that I kept listening to and listening to and listening to, and it was just mm-hmm. so... It is very soothing. And you know what I found so interesting was how even some of the – there are a few covers that you do on here, and it was so great because you cover one song on here that mm-hmm. was one of my favorite songs by John Denver, and it was oh, the Annie yeah. song. And yes. it was so funny because I was, I was like, oh, no, that is not. And I said, what a great take on this. And, um, you know, I, I, I was looking at the people that play on this, and there are only, let's see, so you have um, uh, yourself doing um, all the different, you have uh, Richie playing, uh, Richie Blackmore, then you have your uh, playing guitar, then you have yourself vocals and woodwinds, right, and then you have the Pat, Reagan, Pat Reagan on keyboard mm-hmm. and orchestral arrangements, yeah, and then the Chris producer, Smith. Right. 
Yeah, on violin. And um, yes, and she's actually Claire is our our violinist in Blackmore's Night. She goes under the pseudonym of um of really? the Scarlet Fiddler. So she kind of wears two different hats there. Yeah. Ooh, so amazing girl like and that. amazing. Yeah, she's great. She's great. So yeah, that's right. That's all four of us. And we did do Annie's song. And ironically, Annie's song. You know, it's funny because when Richie and I got married in 2008. Um, of course, uh-huh. I, I was on tour as I'm planning, you know, thank God for texting, and I'm texting over to the florist <laughs> and to the, the venue and to the caterer and, like, you know, the uh-huh. wedding cake guy, and oh, my God. So I'm doing all this work, and I said to him, all I need you to do, besides show up, <laughs> obviously, is, um, you know, is, is just pick the wedding song because I'm so overwhelmed and I love music so much, but I, I can't, it's, it's uh-huh. too overwhelming for me. Like there's so many different songs I can think of and I just can't narrow it down. Like I just, I, there's no way I can do that. So I need you to pick the song. And he chose Annie's song. And I thought, what? He did not. Made? Yes, You're he kidding. did. And I thought, yeah, you did it. Like I was so excited. I'm like, that was perfect. It's perfect. And that was the song that our first dance was to, was Annie's song. And so, you know, when it came down to choosing songs for, and now we still play it acoustically, you know, just him and I at, at little acoustic gatherings and things that we do uh-huh. once a week with our friends. But it's just such a perfect song. And then when I was able to just sit and hold my child in my arms and think of things, sentiments that I wanted them to just, even if they didn't understand the words at that moment, just like, you know, just absorb, just to, you know, to appreciate and and kind of breathe in. Um, It was such a nature-based song, but so positive and the energy and, you know, like the night in the forest, the visuals are so beautiful but so incredibly, Absolutely. like, love-based. Yep. I mean, it it was just perfect. And now my, my daughter walks around singing the song all the time. And, um, yeah, her favorite line is the sleepy blue ocean she talks about all the time. So, But they're beautiful, beautiful oh, visuals. And, uh, and it wound up being a perfect yeah. lullaby song. <laughs> painting pictures. I, I see a lot of picture painting. And it's funny you said that when you were holding your child after your daughter was born, mm-hmm. you sang a song and that was it. I know when my daughter was born, I remember sitting there and staring at her for hours and Mm. just saying to myself, wow, I created this. And at that time, um, there were certain people in my life and the song that I dedicated to her when she was born was how I felt was, you are so beautiful. That song, Mm -hmm. you are so beautiful. Because every single lyric and I was like you know you're everything I hoped for you know and all that so it was just like so it's funny how music it just makes it you know and this CD it does and this CD especially you incorporating your children and involving your children and getting Autumn and her stories and all the different things you know Mm. with the music it just it just really completes it, and I, I can see I can see this. And this isn't going to be your last CD with this type of stuff. I'm sure Autumn has more material, and you have more material. You're going to be oh, doing. Yeah. Am I? I'm hoping. Oh yeah, hoping, definitely. Hoping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never stop. There's always stuff in project. We always have projects coming up, so for sure. And she's, you know, we 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 create all the time. So as a matter of fact, you know, both uh-huh. um, in in Once in a Garden, the song Once in a Garden, both of my children uh-huh. are are in that video. So you get to see Rory and Autumn both. Um, Love it. And Audie yep. just turned four, and Rory was two.
too, and they're all dressed up. You know, Rory's mm-hmm. the little knight in armor there. Um, but the mm-hmm. funny thing is mm-hmm. when, when I thought it would be perfect for Lullaby in the Night, because, of course, at that point, Rory was exhausted and he was napping. But I said to Autumn, while because we, we did two videos in one day and we were filming, it was um, – this old, like almost like a like a chateau, but over in Germany, and the gardens were gorgeous. And the outside the window, they had the green screen, so so they could you know project me on the moon and you know do that whole celestial thing. And mm-hmm. but I said to Autumn, um, listen, do you want to do this this part of this girl? I said, you know, you really and she she just turned four. So, uh, you know, they had the whole crew, the whole German crew there. And um, I said, so what you have to do, you, you know, you rock. She has Froggy, who she's been in love with since she was 11 months old, takes him everywhere. The Froggy uh-huh. has been more places than most adults have at this point. He needs his own passport. That but, is um, funny. She takes him, <laughs> she takes him everywhere. And uh, so she was That's rocking great. him in the cradle. And I said, now you walk to the window and look up and, you know, you'll, you'll be, you know, imagine there's fairies in the sky or you'll see someone on the moon. And she acted the whole thing. And I said, okay, are you ready? Are you sure you're ready to do this? Because they're going to start filming. And she said, yep, I'm ready. And I said, okay, well, go ahead then. And she goes, no, I'm waiting for the director to say action. And that whole crew just got hysterical laughing. They're like, how old is she? I'm like, she just turned four. And they're like, oh, my God. So he's like, okay, action. And then she acted the whole thing out. And you can really see the, you know, her emoting it in her face. And it's mm-hmm. just the, the expressions that they captured are just so beautiful and pure. It's amazing. So, yeah, they've, they've been the involved with the video. The video is aspect. amazing. Thank you. Now, I saw the video and – you said Froggy. Now, is Froggy on the thank you page in the booklet? Is that Froggy? Yes, I'm. Sh- yes, Froggy crops up everywhere. <laughs> froggy, froggy is Autumn's. Yeah, that's her lovey, and and Big Puppy is Rory's, and Big Puppy is bigger than actually Rory is, and so at night he doesn't use a blanket. He pulls Big Puppy on top of him, and he falls asleep that way. And you, when you look in his room to check on him at night, all you see is this big giant puppy. You don't actually see my son's feet are just starting to poke out from underneath Puppy at this point, but. <laughs> It's getting oh, tall, but funny. it's really funny. That is funny. No, no, you know, <laughs> I have to laugh because I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly. It's just too funny. Um, yeah. You know, you have also worked in radio, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty amazing. I, I saw, you know, I was reading a lot of the different things and how you met your husband and and um, that there are a couple songs that became, uh, let's see, it was Black, Black Masquerade became number one in Japan as well as being the official German soccer song. Mm. And you were also yeah. the first woman ever who appeared on the cover of Japanese Cat Diary and Burn magazine. That's amazing. Yes. That's pretty, that's, that's cool. Very true. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I know. That was really amazing. Like I told yeah, it was you, just, it's groundbreaking. Great. Stuff. And thank you, Carol, because Carol sent me some background on you, and I, I I had done a lot of my own, but this is just so great what she sent me. And um, okay, I know that you're very active in um, the W World Wild, you know, the World Wildlife um, Foundation, right. and right. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah, and I know that you help a lot with animals, and oh yeah, um, I'm sure your children are really involved in that too i bet they just love how many pets do you have at home i uh, well we you know we scaled it down at this point i just i um i well i lost my cat um he was with me 19 years so i lost him a couple years ago and i still haven't built up you know but i I haven't gotten a new one yet because he's it's still kind of fresh for me. I know it's been a couple of years. I but get it. Soul connected, no, you know. It. Mm-hmm. But um, we have another mm-hmm. cat. He's a Maine Coon who basically looks like a That's like a bobcat. He's a he's a giant giant. Cat. 
<laughs> his tail is the size I of most other cats king. completely. Right? Oh, so you know they're like the largest domestic I cat, I think. Right? And gorgeous. And Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, but, absolutely. but then like we where we live we're right on the water and right next to a woods. So what mm-hmm. we get like constantly, like passing through in our, our backyards, we, we you know, in our garden we get foxes and deer and possums and raccoons and squirrels and chipmunks and swans because we're right on the water and like owls and hummingbirds Ooh. like it's, it's such an amazing environment like the mix of both of mm-hmm. those two kind of environments that it, uh, it's it's amazing and interesting and, and we've got the bird feeders out right outside the windows so the kids get to identify all the birds and we're told we are always teaching you know about respect and protect you know as far as the earth is concerned and it's interesting you mentioned the wwf because when we go overseas well, one of the things that we had done in the past was um, we instead of asking people to make donations because sometimes they do sometimes they don't and you know and you don't want to ask people you know for more money after they just spent money on a ticket even though we really go out of our way to keep the ticket prices low um, you uh-huh. know. So, but when we go over there, we worked out a cooperation with the WWF, where um, the the promoter would take one uh, euro per seat. So they weren't asking people for more money. They set up something where they could get literature, so they would have more information on on uh, the WWF. But um, but it was just one euro per seat, which everybody could you know could afford. That was fine, and the promoter got involved with the cooperation, which was great. And because we were able to do that on our whole German tour. We wound up being able to, um, through the WWF, plant um, 6,000 fruit trees in Borneo, which wound up giving the orangutan, which of course at this point is an endangered species, wow, that's uh, there's so much deforestation in Borneo. So what they did was they uh-huh. planted these fruit trees. So now they have this, their own little protected habitat. Um, they've got uh-huh. obviously it's it's helping for the oxygenation of the planet, which is amazing. And they've got their their uh-huh. fruit. And so you know, so it all where everything all works together, and that's that's the best way. So um, yeah, so we work with them a lot. When we're at home, instead of working with the big foundations, because I feel like so many celebrities get involved, you know, much bigger than us, obviously. Uh-huh get involved with the big foundations, which is great, and we should obviously still do that. But we work a lot with the um, the domestic, like very, very small um, shelters and things, uh, like no-kill shelters. And, um, exactly. Long Island, we, you know, we do Bite Away and Save a Pet, North Shore Animal League, a little shelter. I mean, I could go on, depending on wherever we tour. We usually work it out um, specifically with, with um, shelters for those areas because – it's it's just amazing to me. I I hear some of the stories of what these people have to go through in one day, and my heart's broken. And I don't know how there's these uh-huh. people are like angels on earth. That they are hands on, saving these animals, doing everything they can, day in and day out. And they're true angels, and it's amazing. So anything that we can do, every little bit, you know, every little bit makes a difference. And animals ask so little, and they give so much. So I always feel like, um, you know, we just try to bring attention, or if people make donations, and that if they can afford it, then that's wonderful. That definitely helps out too. And even if it's paper towels, sometimes shelters just need little things like that, you know, or food. Or so, um, yeah. So we try our, our, you know, as much as we can wherever we go, and, and try to spread the word too. Hopefully, people will continue it, you know, even when the band has left their town. Oh, I I totally get that, and I think that's beautiful that you're doing that. And uh, I know we just had Earth Day, and mm-hmm. that was uh, a really special day. And I don't know if you know where I'm at. I'm in today. I'm in Sonoma, which oh. and I'm on a vineyard, so it's like very. I'm in an area where we have deer, we have bobcats even that come down from the mountains wow. when it gets too hot. They come down here oh, yeah. and they drink from the streams, you know, and. Uh, so I have wild quail here, and I totally connect with nature, totally get what you're saying. I just recently went to this botanical garden that I didn't even know existed near me that okay. was just 
amazing. And so I get about the trees because this woman supposedly brought all these different trees and stuff over because they were endangered species of different Mm -hmm. types of trees. So it's really interesting how you're doing all this work for animals and planting the trees for the orangutans and, um, you know, all that. We do that for the environment. There's actually a, um, there's a company called, um, they call it cool. It's like C O O L, but uh O is like two. It's like the, you know, the, um, chemical compounds and um mm-hmm. they we, what we did one year when we went overseas we worked out a cooperation with them where they were able to tell us what our carbon footprint was on our tour that's and amazing then somehow, mm-hmm. we, right so we worked it out with them where they went and they planted trees in panama to undo any damage that we had done with our carbon footprint while doing the tour that one year so it's it's you know it's just incredible the things you can do you know that they that they work out out there is, is amazing but um yeah just e- even planting you know even if even if the only space you have is your own garden even if it's you know your own little flower mm-hmm. box just giving back to the earth it, it's you know what it's not only for the earth it's for your your spirit too it's so cleansing it's for you just getting yeah. your hands and yeah getting your hands in the dirt and seeing things grow and just taking the time to do that it's really important i think to your to your soul to be able to do that so we have i, encourage I, it. I do a lot of that here yeah no 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 we have a lot of sustainable um farming in my area Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of that. Um, I plant a lot of my own vegetables and oh, um, flowers. Amazing, That's yeah. Great. Love it. It feels I so good, doesn't it? Here. It does. It feels good yeah. because you get to see something you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I wanted to say really quickly for everyone that may be just tuning in, again, we have Candace Knight. We're talking about her new solo album, Starlight, Starbright. And if you're tuning in, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And I do see a lot of people in the chat room. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And let's give out your website really quick. It's CandiceKnight.com, and it's C-A-N-D-I-C-E, and then N-I-G-H-T. And if you go there, it's really a beautiful website, by the way. There's so many things on there. There's there's um, a whole page where there's media. There's a whole page um, about, you know, with different different pieces of music and videos, and it's it's very ma- it is very magical. And I and I and I could see behind the main page you have. I think it's at the astrological um, sky, the starry night, the sky. Oh yes, behind mm-hmm. it. Love That's it. right. Love that. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny, you know, when we first started writing, that. even for for Black, <laughs> you, you do, you really do. I, um, when we I first do. started writing for Black, <laughs> for Blackmore's Night, yeah. um, you know, our first album was called Shadow of the Moon, and we, there was this old ancient um, philosophy. It was um, an Oriental philosophy where they said that um, you know when you're in the out in the daytime, I'm just going to paraphrase, out in the daytime you can see. Uh, the blue sky, but that is almost a false boundary, and it's really only at night where you feel that there is no limitation, that there is no boundary. And when you get out into the night sky, that's when you know your creativity really flows because there's no there's no ceiling on you, there's no limitation. So the moon mm-hmm. and the night sky and the stars have always been really inspirational for us. So we always try to kind of inject that energy wherever wherever we're writing or creating things or visuals or things. Yeah. And actually, Do talking you about we're talking see? about Earth Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. No, 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 I was going to say really quick, did you see the other night, for the one night only, when I think it was uh, one of the planets, it was Jupiter, I think, that that aligned with uh, the moon for one night only? Yeah, it was really bright in the sky. Yep, did yep. You see? Yeah, week. beautiful. Yeah, I've been keeping up on all of that. Yes, it's amazing. I was 
totally blown away when that happened because everybody that knows me knows that originally I wanted to be an astronomer in my life. But oh, I really wow. sucked at math. I sucked at math. So you cannot be an astronomer if you do not know how to uh, do math and equations and stuff like that. Oh, that's so. so funny. I'm, I'm not a number. My daughter you. wants to be a space. She, I asked her two years ago she thank wanted you. to be a hairdresser. Now she wants to be um, a space scientist. <laughs> So that's been her last request for the last two years, a space scientist. So she's very, she'll talk to you about the planets forever. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm the worst at math too. Like, no, but you know, I have to say numbers don't exist in my realm. Like age doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist. Anything no. to do with numbers. So I kind of justify it mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> no, like I just don't believe I, in numbers. So that's why I'm really bad at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get that. You know, I want to ask you, what are you currently working on right now besides this, release well we're always writing yeah we're always writing all the time we have Mm -hmm. so many ideas of you know of music and and different songs and things and I'm always journaling all the time but right now um as we speak, Richie actually has uh, the band members for, for Rainbow that he reformed for a couple of shows, which everybody's so excited mm-hmm. about, and me too. Um, they're going to be playing over in uh, a couple of big festivals over in Europe, and so I'm going to wind up doing, he asked me to do the backup vocals on those songs, which would be amazing. I'm, I'm really, I haven't done backup vocals for him since probably 95 or 96, so um so mm-hmm. it's going to be a good thing to be able to be on the side of the stage and, and really kind of watch everybody but participate as well. Um, and he'll be doing songs from the, the Dio era and the, the Jolin Turner era and, and uh, some purple stuff. And so it's really exciting. Um, so we'll be doing that in June. And then we go back on tour with Blackmore's Night. We're going to be playing some places in um, in Prague in the Czech Republic. And then we do our... our Love journey. Prague, yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, right? Yeah, definitely one of my favorite places mm-hmm. in the world. Um Actually, we had a song called Cartouche, which is about the, uh, the there's, they call it the Black Kitchen of the 16th century. Yes. It's a restaurant in Prague, yes. and you can go down. It's a little cave mm-hmm. there, an amazing place. Um, and so then we'll be doing the Blackmore's Night shows over there, and then we fly back home. We'll be doing some more Blackmore's dates here in August. Um, all those dates are on the website. And I think they're just talking about adding more dates here in America in October, which I'm really excited about because it's always, you know, always nice to play home. So... That's, I know, that's totally get it, yeah. yeah. Now, the, now do writing, you, will so. you, oh, no, 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 and your daughter, I'm sure, is encouraging you to write, too. What's it like for you? I mean, it's like, do you do you take your, is Autumn in preschool, or is she at home all she, the time? Yeah, she is kindergarten. My son's in preschool, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, but they, they come with us overseas. We usually, Richie and I go over a couple of weeks early. Uh, get used to the time change. Usually do a couple of shows, and then the kids will fly over mm-hmm. with um, a travel nanny, and uh, and so then you know of course it's like a big giant family reunion. And the way that that we tour with Blackmore's Night, it's not. I mean, I know there's a lot of bands out there that they they are just on every single night, and they they travel as well, and it's that's so tricky and so difficult. So Richie feels like he's done that. He's like been the one living out of the bus and like playing every single night, and. He really feels like he can't give 100% of himself if he's exhausted or if someone's sick or, you know, if you're tired or if you've got jet lag. or So um, So his whole idea now uh, is where we go over there, we do a show, and then we get a couple of days off. If we have to travel, we do mm-hmm. it in one of those days, and then we play a show and then a couple of days off. So th- the shows are really um, spread out as far as time-wise is concerned, but it also gives us a chance to recharge our batteries and be able to give 100% of ourselves, which is great because when we step out on that stage – 
we change the set list every night. So um, we never play the same show twice, and uh, we take requests from the fans and the audience and, and just uh, just really have fun with it. You know, Sometimes Richie sends the rest of the band off, and he and I just sit out there on stools and just play acoustically, and, and just we always just That's go with great. the flow, whatever, yeah, whatever the fans want to hear. It, it, it really becomes almost like, like a party at our house instead of you know a couple of thousand mm-hmm. people coming out to see you. So, um, but it's great too because in the downtime we get to just really un, um, unwind and relax and spend time with the kids and show them all of these amazing places that we go to. Um, you know, like the. I mean, my daughter goes back to school and talks about being in real castles and um, how kings and queens really still exist. They're not just in in fairy tales and 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 it's and always interesting. That's so cool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember telling it her once she had show and tell and, and she had to bring something for the letter C, and she decided it was going to be Castle. And I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, you should tell a little speech and say, well, in the days of kings and queens. And she's like, well, these are the days of kings and queens. They still exist. I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay. Oh <laughs> she's always correcting me. Funny. <laughs> I'm constantly corrected oh, by great. three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, however they are. They're always always correcting me, so it's funny. No, but you know what is true, and you and I can – I know that you're going to totally tune into this. I've learned more from children than I have from adults because, as you said, they some a lot of them have so much more. There's so much innocence in them, oh, yeah. and it comes through a lot of their thoughts and 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 especially reading some of the stuff that Autumn has written and then the song that we played that we opened up with and uh, you know the lyrics and just how she is as a child, I can understand that you would just be so, so overjoyed, you know, that you have a child and, and, and then your son just being so interested in sports and all the different things that a boy mm-hmm. does, but yet he's still connected and they get to see all this great, you know, uh, traveling Prague. Like you said, when you used to go to Prague, I love Prague. Do you listen to Morrow? Um, the Prague radio station at all, Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W. Hmm. No, I haven't heard that. They play. Can, can you get it on the internet? Probably, you, get it. Yeah. you can. It's probably one of the stations I listen to a lot. It's Morrow yeah. and it's Prague radio, and they play Porcupine and Marillion um, okay. and uh, a lot of really great Prague hmm. radio, you know, and being that you enjoy Prague so much, it's so interesting. Um hmm. You tuned into that and Czechoslovakia. Wow, that's uh-huh. just beautiful over there. Oh, I've been yeah. there it's, too. It's just gorgeous. It's amazing. Um, it's a totally different world. It's just, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say, Ritchie, I, I never thought that I uh-huh. wanted to. Like, I, I'm a Long Island girl, so I'm used to beaches. And I said, oh, you know, if you want the mountains, oh, yeah. you, go see, you go to the Catskill Mountains. You, uh, we've got wineries. Mm-hmm. We've got farmland. We've got every uh, an aquarium. We've got, you know, a planetarium. What else could you possibly need? He's talking about mm-hmm. taking me around the world. I'm like, I don't, you know, it would be nice to go around the world, but, you know, but I've got everything I really need right here. And he always said to me, I've never mm-hmm. heard anybody say that about where they live. Like, nobody takes pride in where they live. So he was kind of amazed at that. But then, of course, I traveled with him, and I, I got to – really experience, you know, the history. And we have amazing history here. I always say to him, well, you think we don't have history? Tell it to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you know? Like, we've got oh, history totally. here. It's just, it's just a different mm-hmm. kind of history. But experiencing, you know, being able to drive from where I live in Long Island, if you go to Montauk and you drive upstate, you're driving, you know, what, 10 hours, you're still in New York. You know, you see different things, but you're still in New York. If you do that over in Europe, you've experienced, like, 
like eight different kinds of eight different countries, eight different kinds of cuisine, exactly. eight different architectures. Even the color of the grass is different because the rainfall is more mm-hmm. intense in one area than the, it's and the languages and the the customs and it, it, the regional dialects. It's amazing and. Um, Mm-hmm. So it's always it just opens your eyes. So I said to him, I almost feel like I was seeing things in black and white, and now I'm seeing them in color. You know, in a way, like when when you travel and you get to experience oh, wow. all these things. It's, it's, it's like an enlightenment. Intense. Oh, mm-hmm. completely! It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such an intense thing. It's amazing. Yeah, I can, I I can, I can imagine. You know, I know when I was younger, and then as I um, traveled more and more, and I still, it was just so it was so great to be able to see different things that most people taught that, that a lot of people can't really see. So you come back and you tell them about, it, or you paint pictures for them through music or through words, like you have mm-hmm. done with, I'm sure a lot of the music that I've heard that you've done with your husband. And then this yeah. CD, um, let's talk about the different tracks you have. 12 tracks on here. No, 13 tracks, excuse me. And then two videos. And there's one track that um, I had queued up into the studio. I don't know how much time you have left. Is it possible to play this one track really quick and sure, then of come back and talk a little more? And then we'll, sure. then we'll close with Once in a Garden because I think that's really important. But there's a track on here called Misty Blue. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful song. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about that song really quick? And uh, I know that you and your husband wrote that song. That's right. We actually had that song um, for many years. We, we've been trying to mm-hmm. fit that into a Blackmore's Night project. And sometimes he gets, he's so prolific that he has all of these songs he, he, you know, he creates and he just wants to put everything on. And then we kind of look at the track list and we think, oh, there's, there's too many songs that are too slow and we need to put more upbeat songs on there to have that variety. So we've had it for a long time. And then it, there was probably about three Blackmore's Night albums that came out and this song never got chosen to be on any of the Blackmore's Night albums. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And here it and is. Always, thank you. And we would always play it whenever, you know, again, at the acoustic gatherings and things. And, um, he just he just didn't feel that it had a home at any you know on on the last three Blackmore's Night albums. So I said, listen, if if it's just going to sit there, I would love to to put it on Starlight Starbright. I think it would really just fit perfectly with you know the rest of the songs. And and we finally gave it a home, and and now it, it's just perfect with all the rest of them. So and I still sing that song that's to my my children. Funny, yeah. that's funny because you know I was listening to all the different songs, and that's the song that I chose as an extra song just in case. And I did not know any of the history behind the yeah. song, and now you're telling me that's great. That's I think funny. there's some. It's just beautiful guitar. So if you have time, why don't we play that really quickly, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more. Is that okay sure. with you? Yeah, that's fine. You have time. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, so for everyone listening, again, this is Candace Knight. This is Red Velvet Media, um, Blog Talk Radio, and I'm Holly Steffi. Um, we're going to be right back. We're going to play a song called Misty Blue, and this is off the newest new solo album, Starlight, Starbright by Candace Knight. And uh, we'll be right back to continue our interview. Here you guys go. Don't you cry 
Hey, Autumn, how are you? Welcome to the show. You're on the oh, you're on the radio. Did you know that? No. But you are. And I want to tell you that your beautiful stories that you wrote for your mommy CD are really, really neat. I love Thank them. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I hear that you, I hear you believe in fairies and queens and kings and castles, and so do I. So you and I are kindred souls here, and your mommy, too. So you want to talk about any of your stories that are in the CD pamphlet here, stories you mean by? I love the Moosey, the Willow Tree and Moosey. That's my, one of my favorites. That's really cool. Are you there? Yeah. And we we played your song "Lullaby in the Night" when we opened up the uh, the show, and your mommy was telling me how she saw you singing that song to your doll one night. Yeah. What's your dolly's name? What's that? What's dolly? Oh. <laughs> She's okay. shy. Huh? Well, out of my. I might want to thank you for coming on and telling me a little bit about about what you're doing. I heard you were out in the garden playing. Yeah. What's it like today? Is it pretty out there today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any butterflies today? Are you playing with yeah. any butterflies or anything? Oh, nice. Well, you have a really wonderful night, and um, I'm sure you're really proud of your mommy for writing all these beautiful songs and the CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to say to you, thank you so much for coming on, Autumn. That was very nice thank of you. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Do you want to sing a song for her? Want to do like a little bit? Oh, yeah. I want, I'd love to hear a song. Can you get anything? You guys see Shy now? Really? No you? I can't believe it. You? Oh, well, tell, tell her what she's like being on the phone. Just tell her to sing yeah. a song. I'd love to hear her sing a song. Can you sing anything? Just anything for us, please? Think of a... Yeah, you will? Oh, good. Okay, good, good. She's waiting. One. Okay, one is fine. I'll take it. I will take it. Which one? All right, ready? Whatever you want. Hold on, let me... Wait, I think I got the worst one. Okay, no, it's a little star one. All right, let's hear it. Because I I haven't seen it. Come on, she's on the radio. Okay. Go for it. Star in the night, star in the day, star in the shooting star everywhere. Star in the daylight, star in the daylight, star everywhere you keep sending me. Sunshine up. And sunshine down, stars shining everywhere. Sun is shining, sun is shining, and the stars come out to play. And the stars come out to play. Yay! Yay! Wow! See, she just made that up. Very good. I like that's a new one. Just on the spur of the moment, she's got that improv thing. Wow, that was really special. And the song is called Star in the Night. Star in the Night? My whole band and my whole songs are called Star in the Night. Oh, 
<laughs> I love it's that called song. Song of the Night Bright. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's called Song of the Night Bright. <laughs> I love okay, that. Isn't that fun? So thank you, Autumn, that you did a great no. job. That's a beautiful thank you, song. Autumn. Thank you, Autumn. She said thank you. Good job, girl. Mm, I love you. Thank you, sweetie pie. And there you have it. <laughs> Good job. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> you can name anything and she'll just make up a song just like, you know, anything. It's incredible. She does it while we're driving. It's 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 great. We just have so much fun. Usually, like, I sing. I, like, oh, let her do her thing there. And then I sing back and forth with her. And we have, like, a whole musical mm-hmm. thing going on. It's hysterical. But she's fun. Oh, that's great. Oh, that that is so, that's just precious. <laughs> does she? I bet. Does she? Does she do dress up a lot? Oh, we live in dress up. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, half of her closet is 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 dressed up stuff. We've got everything from, gosh, we've got Pocahontas stuff. We've got fairy stuff. We've got Queen stuff. We've got oh my God, Batgirl. What else is over there? Supergirl. Oh, uh, ballerinas. That. Oh, we've got everything. You name it, we've got it. Mer- mermaids. Now, what about <laughs> what about Rory? Now, does he like to dress up too? Oh yeah, yeah. Like and and they become their characters. They they actually won't respond to you as their own names. Like they have their whatever the character is, and then they oh, will only funny. answer to you in that character. So yeah, you have to make sure you've mm-hmm. got the right character for them. Yeah, Rory's got mm-hmm. a, Rory's, Rory's been the Riddler for the last three days. Actually, he wears a little green top hat with a question mark on it, and a little uh, green tux. So he's been the Riddler for the oh, last three days. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical. And then he won't leave the house unless he's wearing that, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I I get it. I remember my daughter, she had to have these red red glitter shoes, you know, from like the Wizard of Oz. I think she wore them every day to school, and I must have bought about five or six pair back up (laughs) to the point where they didn't have them anymore, and I had to put glue on the shoes and put glitter on them. You know? Oh my goodness! That's so fun. I love she it. She thought she was Dorothy. You know? Oh, that's great. Oh, no. Yeah, that's hysterical. No. I, mean, I love it. Well, that's but, you know, I, a lot of times I, I was singing. Uh, oh, of course, I was singing to, and you know, and I'll wear like a bat mask, like a Batgirl mask or whatever, uh-huh. to the playground because he's in Batman. So we, yeah, the whole family does it. But it's uh-huh. funny. I remember singing um, with Rory. I was singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" to him so he can go to sleep. And I remember going "Somewhere Over the Rainbow, mm-hmm. Way Up High." And he goes, "A pie? What kind of pie? An apple pie? A blueberry pie?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Such a guy! Like it's got to be about the stomach, right? <laughs> the weight of the man's heart." It's not a pie. It's a pie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is, now it's like a standard joke. Whenever we sing that song, somebody always goes, a pie? pie? What kind pie? of pie? <laughs> Did you take them to see Zootopia yet? Oh, of course. Yes, yes. They loved oh, it. Zootopia is great. Zootopia is such an awesome movie. Did it you um, see Jungle Book yet? Yes, we just actually saw that two nights ago. Um, on my sister's recommendation, and my my daughter kept her head in my neck most of the time. And then when I we it ended, she said, you know, she goes, I don't like. I don't, I, she goes, I liked the movie, but I didn't like the killing and the fighting. And I said, I understand that. And I said, Rory, what did you think? And he goes, I loved the killing and the fighting. <laughs> like you guys, I think, I so think funny. the part that got me was when um, he had to leave and he had to say goodbye to his mom, the wolf. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. I started crying. Yeah, and your stomach just dropped also, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the part when he finds out that um, his father, the wolf, has been killed by the tiger. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that was so mean. But 
King Louie and Blue the Bear, I thought were amazing. I thought that was such a great movie, great for kids. You know, you it was just done like, so you know, well. It was. Yeah. It was. It was incredible. Totally mm. amazing. And, um, you know, it's such an inspiration because they try to keep imagination going. And, and you know, this CD that you wrote really inspires, um, I'm sure, a lot of people. Like you said, it's for all ages. Um, and the bonus videos that are on here, I want to talk about the videos really quickly because they're done really well. I love the cinematography on it. Who did the videos on those? Um, there's a company overseas in Germany. They're called Ava, and we, we've used them. I've used mm-hmm. them in um, for the Black Roses video, and um, so they've, uh, they've been with me for quite a while, and whenever it's time to, to do a video, I always go back to them because I know they're going to do an amazing job. And, and they're great because we work together. So we work on the storylines or the, uh, you know, like the what the ideas behind the things are going to be. And then we kind of go back. They'll send me um, some of the finished products, and I'll say, no, this needs to be tweaked. Can you, you know, can you change that? Can we do this different visual? And we go back and forth. And so it's just nice to have a company that works with you instead of, you know, only seeing their vision. They kind of try to really incorporate what the artist sees as their vision as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, once you find those people, you really kind of hold on to them. So they're a great company. So, yeah, they've been with me for a while. So they are done really beautifully, too. I I just love them, and I love the way that they – I mean, I know that that's probably your styling every day. You're very beautiful and naturally just have such a bright light. No, definitely I can see the light light in you a lot. Um, In the videos especially, you just are so happy, and it's just so innocent. I mean – yeah, you know the way it's shot. And the, I love I love the um, lighting they used and all the different effects and stuff like that. The lighting is so great. important. Oh my gosh, lighting no, can is. make or break a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm sitting here in my sweatpants, that my son has wiped his hands on with chocolate and. <laughs> You know, like it's it's so funny because like just typical mom right here. I had you know hair hair in the ponytail, this crunchy or whatever. And, yeah. Oh gosh, but um yeah, but so like when you I see the it. video, it's like it's a world of difference, and that's when you get that's your fantasy. You know, that's what that's what you want it to be. That's what you you fantasize it to be, what you expect it to be, and and so um yeah, so you get to really kind of you you get to do the beautiful things that you want, and you know, and I always really want the words of the song to to match perfectly with the visuals that you're seeing. I think it's so important. People sometimes say to me, well, what's the storyboard going to be? And I said, you know what? It's all in the words. All you have to do really is listen to the words. And I'll, I'll write it all out, what mm-hmm. you know, each individual different camera angle should be. But, but the second you hear it, it you've, you've got to get that visual from what the words are. I think the songs really kind of tell you what, what the, the video needs to be about. So, um, yeah, so once once they get that, then and, and there's been times we've gone back and forth with different companies, and they've sent me things where they're like, oh, you're walking down, you know, a main city. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with walking down a city street. Listen to what it's mm-hmm. saying. You know? And, uh, you know, so then you know that that company doesn't actually get your, your whole message. But, um yeah, so so this is the idea behind uh, the video workings. Is just as long as you listen and you're open to it, then you'll 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 get what we're saying and just make that into the beautiful visual it can be. So. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And um, we um, I said there were 13 tracks on here, and then the two mm-hmm. bonus videos on all, all right. the different songs that you did on here. I didn't even ask you. I know that I know that obviously the one that we opened up with that your daughter wrote. Um, mm-hmm. is really special to you but um and also Annie's song I know the story behind that now right. are there any other songs on here that really besides Misty Blue and the ones that we've played that you really 
there's stories a story behind it that you'd like to tell our listeners before oh, sure. we well, play. I mean the, the well, opening track. The night. Yeah, of course, of or course. Once, well, in the, once in a garden, yeah. Uh, what, well, um, once in a garden. Um, what, actually, the Rockabye Baby is, uh, you know, you probably noticed the lyric change in that a little bit. Love it. Yep. Because I think that really needed to be done, and I can't believe nobody, I mean, maybe they have, but I haven't heard about it where somebody's done that before before now. But I just can't imagine looking at your child singing this beautiful lullaby and, you know, soothing them off to sleep and then telling them, you know, oh, by the way, the cradle is going to fall down with the baby in it. Like, how do you end, mm-hmm. how do you end a lullaby like that? I just I don't understand how that's been around for so many years, and it's it's just not okay. So. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was that's like an, an edit that was necessary that needed to be done, um, you know. And, and and now my children only know the the version that I sing. They, you know, so when they're singing it, you know, if they sing along with me or they're singing it by themselves. I hear them saying, "Mommy and Daddy will always be here," and that's just such a better, I think, a, a more beautiful closing, you know, for them mm-hmm. um, to be able to relax to and, and be comforted. Because when you're going to sleep, whether you're a child or an adult, but especially when you're a child, you need that comfort zone. You know, it's got to be that serenity mm-hmm. and security and peacefulness so so that was really important um obviously there's there's a couple of disney tracks on here which i kind of tweaked a little the words on too uh oh here's a good mm-hmm. one robin redbreast is a good one for for earth day that's got a whole storyline in it about um the birds and then just finding where we're look, all looking at nature but hidden in nature is a lot of the damage that that adults or um you know humans have done and to try to undo I some saw of that, that. Damage. So. Yeah, that's got the little hidden message there. But I think my favorite story is probably the one that's uh, Sleep Little Baby because when I brought my daughter home from the hospital and I was so tired and um, and I had just gotten her to sleep and I just fell, started falling asleep and my husband was sitting downstairs on the couch and watching her on the, the baby monitor and she was rocking back and forth in, in that swing. You know, it's got like that little tempo to it. And he came running upstairs. He's got mm-hmm. his acoustic guitar. He came running upstairs and he's like, wake up, wake up, I wrote a song. And I'm like, well, what is it? And it wound up being Sleep Little Baby. And he was it, he was watching it because it was the tempo of the, the swing going back and forth. And it was so relaxing. And he said she was just so peaceful watching her sleep and, you know, all snuggled in. And um, and so he wrote this song. And the beginning of that wound up being his words, which he never writes lyrics. So his lyrics and his music. Um, and then, of course, I, I kind of, you know, added to that. And, and we made it into Sleep Little Baby. But originally it was Sleep Little Autumn. So sleep little autumn all through the night. And so it was really, you know, uh, so that was that was like the first song that we ever kind of really wrote for our children. And so that's got a very special place in my heart. I bet. It's a beautiful <laughs> song. I've listened to I, I've listened to all of it. And, you know, it's funny that, you know, they all you hear something different every time you listen to it. Mm. Every, I think that's the way it is with everything. Yeah. And uh, it, it should be. It should have those layers, different layers. Mhm. It does. And once in a garden is really special because I think there's just so much, there's so much magic there. And that is the song that we're going to be ending our show with today. I think. Let me look here. Yes, because we opened up with, uh, we opened up with. Oh wait a minute. Um, let me look at the different songs. We opened up with Lullaby in the Night. Lullaby. And we right, played exactly. Misty Blue, and then we're going to end with Once in a Garden. Tell me about that song really quick. That song I actually wrote um, many years ago. It's a funny thing because when, when um, I first started writing lyrics with Richie, and he was in mm-hmm. Rainbow, and he needed uh, you know more lyrics for, for the project he was doing, and he wasn't really happy with what that singer was coming up with, so... 
he said to me that he was going to fly in a professional lyricist or he would give me a chance. So um, I said, well, I'm here, so you might as well let me try it. So I started writing songs um, with him because he, he liked the words I was coming up with. And um, and so that kind of was a natural evolution of our, our professional and musical relationship. And then a lot of times when he was working with Rainbow at that point, I would be so backlogged because I I was so inspired by what we you know by the music realm that I had been involved with that I would be writing a lot of words. And um, I remember at one point I had so many words backlogs. I'm like, listen, I really I need some music of some of these. You know, I really I've got all these ideas. I really want to put them to music. And at one point he was so overwhelmed with the rock world. He just said, you know what? Go write your own music. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy right now. So I said, wow, I never really thought that was an option. I never, I never realized I could, I could write music. So I got this old piano, this old clunky piano, which I love. It was given to, well, we bought it from um, an elderly couple that were relocating, and they said, please, it's, they said, it's not really a musical instrument. It's more like a member of the family. So can you give it a home for us because we can't take it with us to Florida? Said, we'll give it a home. So we brought it into our home. And um, it's, you know, the board is cracked. It doesn't tune properly, but but it's ours. And uh, and in all honesty, I, I swear it came with a ghost. There is definitely a ghost with that piano because it's it. I've it's seen things probably. around the piano. It's yeah. got a presence, you know. Uh, I know it That's has a long history, right? So um, mm-hmm. I was able to just mm-hmm. sit down at the piano and come up with these songs. And uh, and Once in a Garden is one of the first ones. Black Roses was one of the first. Black Roses was the first one. Then Alone with Fate. But on this album, Once in a Garden is uh, like the third song I've ever written by myself, music and and uh, lyrics. And it was just a very special moment, just, you know, picturing the innocence of childhood and trying to get back there and, and see things through a child's eyes with all that wonder and that awe and the magic in a sunset and the beautiful things that are around you all the time and in simplicity. And um, so, yeah, that that was one of the songs I wrote many, many years ago. And I just thought it would be really, really perfect to be on a an album that was being sent out for, for children or just in a, a relaxing vein for, for those innocent moments. And um I think, it, again, another one that found its home here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever look into the history behind the piano at all? No, I, I don't even know where to reach those people now because they, they moved and I don't even remember their names or anything. But I do know that we have we have a dungeon bar room in our, our lower level mm-hmm. here. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, literally with medieval torture devices on the walls as decor. It's like a very, <laughs> not really wow. what it is. You know, it's very European, like Prague probably mm-hmm. centered, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, you know, you go down into our basement and very low lit, lanterns and and the stone walls and dark wood and everything and in a back room off of that area is the the area where we keep the piano and there's a lot of glass at that area because it's right off of the water so sure enough one day I'm sitting there just tinkering on the piano it's probably about midnight and I look up in front of me and it's dark outside so you kind of see the reflection behind you because mm-hmm. you know, the lights are, mm-hmm. are on very low lights but they're on um, and I see this man standing behind me in it kind of looked like Richie calls it a trilby hat, you know, because I I explained it to him and and um, like a long almost like a Humphrey Bogart type of you know like he could be standing yeah. on you know waiting for a, um, the railway to come you know like the the old trains and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, but mm-hmm. that kind of thing I couldn't see the face but I just saw the outfit and of course I immediately assumed it was Richie and I'm like oh, just give me a second I'm almost done here working on my song and then in my brain I'm going wait a second, Richie would never wear something like that. What am I, I'm just like responding to him because I just automatically saw the guy behind me and thought it was Richie, but he wouldn't be wearing something like that. So I look back up, it's the reflection, and there's nobody there. So I turn around, 
And, of course, there's nobody there. And so I walk up the stairs, and there's Richie sitting in front of the television. And I'm like, uh, were you just down in the basement? He's like, no. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, wow. so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that that was the – we call him Mr. Brown because he was, like, backlit in brown lights, you know, around that outfit, mm-hmm. the trench coat and the, um, you know, the trilby hat and the trench coat. But I couldn't see his face. But, uh, yeah, I think he, he gives mm-hmm. me a lot of the, the musical ideas. But it was a very eerie experience and um, interesting. And it was, it was funny because uh, we still, like, we still reference him when we're down there. Say hello to him. Do you feel com- did you feel comfortable? It didn't feel threatening at all. It felt really comfortable no. for you or just no. out well, there? No. I, I, I wasn't 100% comfortable, but I wasn't threatened at all. Like, it just it was just mm-hmm. different. You know, to actually see something in mm-hmm. front of you and respond to it like it's a like it's a person, and then they're not there. But we've had so many ghostly mm-hmm. experiences throughout the years that uh, you know, I don't know if you ever got become a hundred percent comfortable, but because it's always fascinating and like intriguing, and um, you know, like your adrenaline goes because it's 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 otherworldly. You know, it defies it's explanation, different. and there's mm-hmm. so many que- it's so mystical and so many questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't feel threatened or, or scared or nervous by it at all now. That's great. That's great. What a great story. And uh, that piano is really, I, I, I could tune into that. I felt like, you know, there was something there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's very, very interesting, you know, that you've got that, had that experience. And did Richie, Richie believe that too? You both, he's seen things as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been, well, he's been oh, doing par- paranormal investigation for many, many years. So we, we do kidding. it together. and I didn't know no, that. yeah. That's oh, yeah. He's been doing it oh, many years wow. even before he met me. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first mm. things we ever just sat for hours and talked about the very first day we met was, you know, how interesting that other realm was. Fascinating. It is. It definitely is. And that's something that you and I should talk about off the air. But, yeah, it's definitely very, very, very interesting. Um, yeah. I believe it. Definitely believe it, and I think a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of um, innocence along that comes with that too because they really want to explore and see mm-hmm. and create and help you create and inspire you too. You know, a lot of people oh, yeah. have been inspired through different things. But right. um, okay. back to once, back to uh, once in a garden. Um, that song is just so beautiful, and if you can, everyone, you can see the video on Candace's uh, website and also you're on Facebook. And on mm-hmm. Twitter, um, I oh, know yeah. that we I twittered I twittered the uh, show by the way, so okay. I want to thank everyone that's been in the chat room and listening. And again, if you missed the beginning of the show, it'll be available again on iTunes and on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand. And I want to thank you so much. I know we went over, and I apologize. I know that you probably got to uh, spend time with your kids and <laughs> and uh, get dinner Going off ready to make dinner for the babies. Oh, no, I hear you. So we're <laughs> going to end our show. No, no, no. Definitely. And and uh, you and I are definitely going to talk again. Um, I would love to have you back whenever yeah. you feel so inspired to just come back about projects or talk about, you know, even if you're on the road, let me know. I can call you. We can do oh, a that show. Would be great. Yeah, if I would love that. If you and Richie want to come on together and talk about some things, that's fine. I don't, you know, that that okay. would be that would be fantastic. And I want to thank Carol again so much and um, Chaos Productions for setting this up for us today. And uh, I want to thank you so much for your time. And please give Autumn a big hug for me and Rory. Aww. And thank I your husband. And tell your husband I think he's an amazing musician as well. Okay, um, I will. I just, yeah, love his music as well. I've always loved 
listened to it, and I know that you've played and seen. I've seen a lot of the videos, and they're really fantastic. Oh, great. So, Thank you so much. Yeah, no. So we're going to end with Once in a Garden. And, again, guys, I will see everyone on Friday. And, uh, again, this is Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and, again, Candace Knight. Candace, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you wanted to say before we ended our show? No, I think I think that's it. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I just want to thank oh. everyone for tuning in and listening. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Until autumn, she's precious. Okay? Oh, I will. I will. Thank you so much. Again, and here's Once in a Garden. And, again, a new soul album, Starlight, Star Bright. Thank you so much. Thanks, Holly. Take care. Once in a garden where dreams could be found Once children's laughter was the only sound No worries, troubles were few Once in a garden where innocence rang pure and true. Once on a hilltop beneath the old tree, swings made of tires made her feel so free. The butterflies kissed our head. Once on a hilltop, I still. Hours of make believe laying in the sun, dreaming with wonder what would we
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.